Paris in the Rain. This record spoke to me. It spoke to me in a way that made me feel like a kid again. Like the first time you watched Back to the Future and all you cared about was how cool it was that we would have hoverboards someday in the future made by Mattel. And that someone out there thought up of cool shit all day in their own heads too. The same way you did. All day. The thing for me is that this song, Paris in the Rain by the Waterboys, it captures the time when I first heard rock and roll and when I first actually could appreciate it. A time when I was a kid, no older than seven. And I was taken to the big screen to see what I would later consider one of the best rock and roll movies of my day and era. When my cousin Blizzy put me on, I couldn't wait to hear what it could be. Blizzy's one of those really smart people that had an NYC public school education like I did. And what that means is that Blizzy is capable of learning anything. But like me, we were taught by adolescent graduates that would bar hop three nights a week, barely do any strategic planning in the educational courses they were responsible for teaching us, and just getting by in order to keep their bills paid and their moms and dads happy. They were the kids that were always too afraid to explore the unknown, no need to really mention that we didn't have many Martin Luther King Juniors or Che Guevara's to teach us. But what we did end up with was a very eclectic taste in things that can be spotted from a mile away. The point is, Blizzy has great taste, and I always love to hear what she's got going on. <clears throat> so I got home, hit the search button on my Spotify, and typed in the Waterboys to see what would come up. And lo and behold, the song she referenced, Paris in the Rain, was on that list. And first, uh, on top of that, I clicked the play button on my keyboard and was taken here, back to that theater, one Friday night in September with my mom. My mom loved fall fashion, so I can remember quite vividly that it was September, because in September's, I always began the new school year again, and mom always made sure that I had the newest threads on, and certain colors to go alongside with what the world around us was doing um, in New York City. I noticed those little details young, so I remember what she was wearing, and that the threads on her were brand new, but just a tad warmer in the fabrics that were used to make them. Still enough color, not as much as the sun, but enough for those gloomy fall days full of rain. Ma brought me to the movies once a week, uh, once a month. It was our date night, she would say. I didn't mind. A lot of the kids in my class never got to go to the movies, and when they did, it was to see cartoons and not the cool shit all the other older kids had seen. We always went to the concession stand first, unless, of course, I had to use the bathroom, but for the most part, I always tried to keep it simple. I'm the kid that never wanted to bother anyone, be in anyone's way, and just wanted to be overlooked at the time. Uh, that way, you wouldn't pay any mind to what I was doing or thinking or cooking up in my brain. That way I could be free to live out my wildest imaginations and be as fearless as I felt comfortable being in the moment. Mom would give me a few dollars before we got to the concession stand and tell me that I could get whatever I wanted. I always counted it and it was always about five bucks. I'd approach the counter feeling like a man, money in my right pocket, me ordering for myself and having to figure out exactly what I could order with the money I had. I always made sure to order some popcorn soda, and then with the remaining change, I'd order a box of goobers for mom. I think all women love chocolate. I know she did, and those goobers were our absolute favorite. 
So I pretend to love them so much that I always have to have them. Meanwhile, during movie time, I take a small palmful and pass them to her. She never noticed. Mom was always happy that she got her goobers. And so she's never even known that I've never liked them. There's no point now because out of habit, I still order them to this day. I have to have them. It's my own little movie ritual. Eddie and the Cruisers ended up being a great movie. It was so great to me because it brought mom back to a time when she was young and when she did some things that she will always remember. Also herself for the love of learning and seeing what's out there. It was also great for me because she smiled a lot too and I love to see my mom smile. The pianos remind me of something that the main character Eddie was singing along to in that movie. I guess that's why Paris in the Ring stood out. Alone in some old, war-down console hall that's been shut down for years, the character walks in and just starts belting out rock and roll. He plays the piano there alone in his thoughts, sings his ass off, and wishes on the inside that someone had been around to hear his performance. He turns around, and the woman in the red dress sits right there watching as if perfectly placed in the center of the symmetrical theater surrounding her. This song sounds as if every time I hear it from now on, I should play it loudly in a room by myself, close my eyes, sing along, and wish for my woman in the red dress to be behind me when I open the back up again. <laughs>